Today on Two Expats What the Fuck, Bogdan talks shit. I threaten a guy that I'll crack his skull open. We talk about moving abroad with your pet and the nail-biting details of the EU regulation. Bogdan talks shit some more and I get frustrated with irresponsible dog owners. We talk about my dog's Instagram page, which must get at least 50 more followers or he will bite me. So please tune in and follow my dog on Instagram. All this and more on Two Expats What The Fuck. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to feed our fragile egos. Two Expats What The Fuck Your spiritual guide through Expatia. Disclaimer, in traces it may contain serious conversation. Hey guys, you are listening to another episode of Two Expats What The Fuck. Hi Bogdan. Hi Zoli, how's it going? It's it's pretty great. Can you believe that it's been a week already since we recorded our last episode? Yeah, time flies by when you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we I are. Think I haven't really had the time to think about it because I've been a bit stressed out. I'm actually, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm going on some courses right now. So I've had a lot to do with them learning for exams because next week, next week I have two exams. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a bit tough. So I have a lot of work to do. So I'm learning a lot and I don't really have time to think about anything else. <laughs> but I was I was actually happy to see the, the animation from the last video when I watched it. Uh, Imola's doing a great job. Yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll tell her. Or she'll hear it when she does this animation. But yeah. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Imola. <laughs> yeah. You guys can't see his face, but he's really tired. You know, you can see the circles under his eyes and, and so on. But still, I am a bit tired as well because I'm trying to start my dog training uh, career here in Germany as well. And I have, have a lot of, lot of, lot of shitty bureaucracy and paperwork to do. And it's a bit yeah. daunting that they do not believe that I know what I'm doing. So I have to prove it to them, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, unfortunately, uh, Life sucks. that's one of the challenges. No, but I think that's one of the challenges uh, when moving to another place. I, I've, I I can say I relate to that because when we moved to Sweden, I I was like... I didn't expect, for example, on my my uh, my engineering degree to not have the same weight as I would mm-hmm. say, not have not weigh as much as in Romania. Yeah, I understand I, that. Although it makes sense if you think about it, but uh, you do get it like recognized, and you do get like they they tell you what this corresponds to in Sweden. You know, this corresponds to a, this kind of a diploma. Okay, but they recognize your studies and so on. But then in the real life, the issue is that. Um, Although you do have those diplomas and those studies and you've worked hard and you've worked your ass off, as you, as you say, right? You, they, they don't really understand it. They don't see it because it's a, it's a foreign paper that says, oh, look, I'm an engineer. Oh, look, I'm a dog trainer. But they have never seen that before. I've always imagined them in their minds, you know, seeing my diploma and my certificates as drawn in crayon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's the weight of it for them. <laughs> yeah, in real life, unfortunately, it's kind of a bit, a bit of that way. I think mostly when you're talking to people that don't have education uh, or or the same education as you have, they don't really understand what 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 yeah. you have been through to get. Hey, that. we could we could do a show about this of how you got your diplomas recognized and what's the whole process in in Sweden and in Germany. But today, yeah. today we we got a suggestion. And we sort of grown to love your suggestions, guys. Because do you remember a few weeks ago, someone said that our show when we drank was funnier and was more enjoyable than the others. So we didn't record a sober podcast since. (laughs) So we take your suggestion seriously. Unfortunately, today... I am going to be sober. I have a glass of water beside me right here, and it's really good. I leave you. I leave you Zoli to compensate for my for my losses. Okay. Okay. I'll <laughs> I'll double down and I'll drink yeah, more. Double down. Hey, hey, the it. only thing I hope is that this YouTube channel and this podcast will win over some diehard fans because if we continue this in a few years, I'll need a liver transplant. So who's up for it? Yeah. Just uh, yeah, leave a comment. Hey, like, I'll share. donate my liver to Zoli. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's not that bad, is it? <laughs> Once a week, it's good. 
It's a yeah, it's accept hobby. We we can it's it's, it's the manage hobby, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, and where where was I? Yeah, I was just trying to tell you guys what today's topic will be. And someone suggested that uh, we both have dogs here, and we both moved with dogs abroad, and uh, they were a bit interested in this whole process of moving with a dog. So we decided to talk about that this episode. Yeah. What do you say? Do you agree? Ask them, not me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think our, our uh, listeners most likely will be interested to see at least some some of them that do do own pets or dogs or in general. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or the other way around <laughs> pets in general or, yeah. or dogs <laughs> dogs and pets in general yeah i i understand yeah. and and i'm the one yeah, drinking at least someone you know? does yeah. <laughs> at least someone does you know but hey if you do not have a pet or you're not even a pet lover still stick around because you will uh, get the same stupid jokes that we usually do so you might enjoy it as well who knows or maybe at the end of this episode you'll want to get a dog Yeah, that's not out of the question. You know, I have a huge capability of convincing people to get a dog. Yeah, thank you for that, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, we both have dogs. Our dog is white mix that was, I don't know, homeless street bum street dog. And the funny story with him is that actually Zoli found him, right? Can you can you just tell the story really short because I, I don't know all the details but you can you can definitely we sort of touched on this one previous podcast of how we how I found Felix I was in a factory compound and someone was just walking around with a bag on his back it was nothing interesting normal day at, at the factory and I just heard that the bag was making sounds you know whining sounds and barking sounds and i was a bit curious about hey it's something's not okay here and i just approached the man and asked him what the hell is going on and he said that in this factory compound there is um some meat industry and they will get a control a health a health inspection next day And there were two uh, stray puppies in the, in the compound and he had to get rid of them because the boss said that the health inspector comes tomorrow and it will be a huge fine for them if they find the dogs. Yeah, you can have live animals on the factory yeah, floor, right? It, <laughs> it wasn't in the factory, it was in the garden or the, yeah, I know, I know, I know. the parking lot, but still. And I said, okay, you guy, but where are you taking them? And he said, well, I'll just uh, throw them in the river. I said, with them being in the bag, you'll throw the pups in the river. That's, that's, a, that's a great great plan. You, I think you, you, you did your homework and it's a, it's a solid plan. And I said, okay, let's try another one. Uh, you give me the dogs <laughs> and I'll just take them <laughs> off your hands and your boss yeah. w- will be none the wiser. And he said, no, he's not sure that I will not release them back into the parking lot and he'll get into trouble. And I tried convincing him that, hey man, I will not, I'm a volunteer at the at an animal welfare association i will take them home i will try to find them new and better owners than they had until now uh, but he wasn't convinced and it uh, it went on a bit this uh, trying to convince him until i uh, uh, how should i say i lost my temper And <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so bad, man. But it, it wasn't that that bad as, as bad. Yeah, as it you. wasn't. I just, I just, I just threatened him that I'll uh, break his head open if he won't <laughs> give me the dogs. And oh, I just got a, bat- a baton out of my car. This what's it called in English? This uh, what's what, what kind know, of baton? Yeah, one of those that's... Uh, telescopic uh, batons, you know? Yeah. yeah, this telescopic batons. I just opened it because in Romania everyone has one in their car. <laughs> no, I didn't have one, man. I didn't have anything. I think I was the only one that didn't have anything. But then again, my father-in-law has like the wooden part of the axe. What's it called? The handle. A, a big axe handle in his car instead. <laughs> that's the least menacing part of the axe, man. <laughs> What's... Yeah, I know, but he still has it. So he says, this is in case you need it. I was like, you you find an axe head on the side of the road and you need to handle it or what? I don't know. I I, I was supposed to borrow it. Yeah, if you're from Eastern Europe, then just please write in the comments, 
What do you have in your car for self-protection? <laughs> Condoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one as well. So, never mind. I just threatened the guy that I'll, uh, I'll just bust his head open if he w wouldn't give me the dogs. Got the dogs. And I had a lot of work to do that day. So, the poor puppies were in my car for about eight hours luckily it was winter so it wasn't too hot and they were behaving perfectly you know they didn't make any noise they didn't uh, didn't destroy anything in the van until i was about five meters from parking at my home and both of them shat a huge molehill <laughs> inside the car <laughs> but they waited until the last second and we got them to the vet we we checked them for microchips to see if they have an owner or not um, naturally they didn't have any ident identification we gave them the the vaccines that are necessary and um, started promoting them for adoption and then you guys came and adopted him meanwhile all this was happening in your life in my life, uh, my wife uh, was uh, preparing to get a dog because she, she always wanted to, uh, to do dog therapy. Uh, she's a psychiatrist for kids and she wanted to do dog therapy with kids. She believes that uh, that's uh, one of the best therapies there are for some uh, types of disease, uh, not diseases, conditions. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, so she was trying to find, uh, to find a dog, to buy a dog. She was very inclined to buy a Labrador or a Golden Retriever, the kind of a dog, because, uh, of course, they're, I think the mo they're uh, among the most popular dog breeds for some Yeah, that's for this vastly kind of used for therapy and, uh, yeah. and guide dogs. And, yeah, yeah and, and then I think there's uh, German Shepherds that are also... Uh, nah, not so much. The, the Labradors and Golden Retrievers are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, we were looking to buy a dog and so we, we found a few we were looking at them uh, and then uh, Ruxi my wife was a bit unsure and then she saw this ad on the internet and she thought they were golden retrievers at first when they when she saw them <laughs> because you guys gave them a nice bath and they were fluffy and white and they looked really uh, really nice and she was like yeah let's go see these these are for adoption oh poor guys let's see what happens with them and then somehow uh, in the end gotten you felix. felix yeah yeah and felix is now uh, is now doing good he's old i think he's 80 years old soon but not old ah. It depends how you think about it. But yeah, anyway, rel relatively, relatively old. And I think uh, Felix's sister was uh, adopted in Germany, but she yeah. passed away. Yeah, sadly, she had a weird blood disease. Weird. She had a she had a strange, uh, strange rare blood disease, and that yeah. scared us a bit because we were worried for Felix yeah. as well. Yeah, but I, I luckily he's okay. Scared. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, so yeah. let's uh, let's just get to the let's just get to the moving abroad with with dog part. Yeah. Because you guys uh, moved first with Felix, and let's yeah. let's start with let's just try to build this up. If mm. you're thinking of moving abroad and you have a dog, it's a really 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 tough decision to to make. Are you prepared to do the sacrifices and tackle the the problems that come with uh, moving moving with a dog, or are you not? If he's a family, the dog is a family member, then there's no question. You you do what you have to. You bite the bullet and and just do it. But I'd recommend everyone to to do your homework. You know, to to look up. Uh, read about it, read the legislation in the country you are moving to about dogs and dog ownership and importing a dog into that country because there are a lot of uh, obstacles that might need to be overcome depending on the country you move to. You you guys were lucky in, in Sweden they didn't ask for anything. No, not really. It wasn't. There are there are some rules when when thinking about this. You need to understand that uh, every country has its rules. Every every country is different, and the, the rules can apply differently in different countries. And the the most important thing that we were worried about was the, the, the this kind of a strange myth that if every, if everything is not in order, your dog is going to be taken away from you and killed or something euthanized, right? Mm -hmm. So that we were fucking panicking about that. I was like, no, how the fuck they can can they take my dog? I I wouldn't let them. But first, they'd have to like go through me. Uh, this is fucked <laughs> up. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Over my dead body. <laughs> no, uh, never mind. 
But the thing is, it wasn't the case, of course. It was mostly myth, people talking shit. I don't know, misunderstandings and stuff. But yeah, w when we were thinking about moving, we started thinking about how are we, how are we gonna do with the with Felix, with the dog. We really, really wanted to take it him, take him with us. But we knew that there might be a possibility there in which we cannot take him. We knew that I, we didn't know anything about the, the rules and regulations in Sweden. So we start googling, right? And we found out that there are some some kind of rules and regulations. Of course, you have to have all kinds of vaccines depending on the country you're moving to. Most countries have the same kind of uh, vaccine requirement in Europe, at least, with a few variations, uh, small variations. And then we started Googling and we saw that the most important thing, of course, when moving with a dog is that the dog is registered, has an ID, has a chip with an ID number and has a passport. And in the passport, of course, you have to have all your vaccines to date and everything should be done by, of course, a veterinarian. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we had we had started at least with that. We were really lucky that we have uh, we have always had uh, good contacts in the veterinary world in Romania, because we were friends with you. They were working at uh, this uh, at um, Nuka. It's called uh, this welfare association. I'm not sure if we're allowed to promote them or not, but we'll do that. I'll do that. If if we say that you should donate to them because they do excellent work, then I believe they won't mind. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, we we did donate sometime a few times. We did have luck when we were about to move. We I think was it CD and Joby that helped us uh, with the yeah. with the passports. Two very good veterinar veterinarians and friend of, friends uh, of ours and Zoli and Imo especially, especially. And uh, they did all the paperwork. They made made sure that Felix has all the vaccines that needed. They were needed, and uh, that was the first step. And uh, then again, we had uh, we had again like more uh, because uh, after that you have to be uh, you have to declare uh, your your dog at the border, you know, at the yeah at the border, right? I don't know how it's called, uh, border control, I think. Mm -hmm. So before coming here, you have to declare that you're coming with your dog and uh, you're coming in that uh, in that date and in that entry point and. Uh, for example, in Sweden, it's the Swedish Board of Agriculture so, but that has authority when it comes to rules and rules for importation of animals in Sweden. And uh, they have very, very interesting uh, things that you can read about. Uh, you can definitely read about them on, on tullverket.se. Uh, there's a lot of advice there on what's in, uh, important. Yeah, so that's the that's the main point that if you decide that you need to move with your dog or you want to move abroad with your dog, then do your due diligence, do your homework, read about the legislation in the respective country. And if you're a responsible dog owner, then you should already have a passport for your dogs, all your vaccinations in order and up to date and a microchip that attests that this dog is yours. I believe this is a European Union law, but correct me if I'm wrong, I know only in Romania, Hungary, Austria and Germany, Sweden and the, the Western countries all require these. Maybe there are some countries that do not, but most of uh, most of Europe uh, requires these, uh, these steps to be taken. And before moving abroad, you should consult a veterinarian. You just tell them, hey, this is what I plan to do and please help me out and do not hesitate to contact more vet vets if uh, you see that one is not serious about it or you have doubts that his knowledge is lacking then just go to another one and try your luck to to be sure and to ensure that you have every and any documentation necessary to uh, to move with your dog I think there are common common EU regulations that apply to most of the EU countries and I mm -hmm. think there's one other thing, uh, depending on which country you're moving from, in Sweden, for example, it's much easier to move uh, with a dog from the neighbor neighboring uh, northern countries, uh, Iceland, Norway, Denmark, Finland, you know. It's, a, it's much easier to move from those countries because the system is quite uh, similar and they have like a, a kind of the same uh, the same way to handle uh, the, uh, your uh, your pet's information and how they're vaccinated and they have mostly the same vaccinations and vaccinations programs and so on. 
Yeah. So in the in the large part, your vet should uh, should be able to know what each and every country requires. If you are moving a bit further away, we had a friend who was moving from Romania with an Amstaff, that's an American Staffordshire Terrier, to Mexico. That was a bit more complicated and uh, you should really contact the local authorities, give them a call, shoot them an email, just tell them your story, what kind of dog is it, how old, what documentation do you have for the dog and when are you planning to move because they will be able to help you and I, I think you need to plan these stuff out in advance so that you are not surprised once you're there because for instance in Germany they are making differences between dog breeds and in Germany there are more what do you what do you call them I think counties it's in, in German yeah. it's land it's more of a country within a country if if I can express myself that way they have different laws you know and it's not universal for the for the entire Germany and in some counties you cannot import so-called dangerous breeds which I hate the the definition of these because it's it's stupidity in its essence but they do not allow, for instance, pit bulls, uh, Rottweilers, or Dogo Canarios to be to be imported into some counties in Germany. And even in the counties you are allowed to import them, you need a lot of documentation and a lot of tests, which was our case because we moved with uh, Limpy, our dog. Mm. We'll put a picture of Limpy here, and we'll uh, three-legged just... star. Yeah, the star. I'll just, I just, I just plug, plug his Instagram profile as well because he needs followers. You know, he, he thrives on followers. So if you could yeah, just yeah. hit the follow button like, on his share, Instagram, subscribe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just love Limpy. It's three paws around the world. Yeah. <laughs> so never mind. Yeah. Uh, he, you'll see on the picture. He seems. He looks like a pit bull or a canicolso or something like that. We do not really know what he is because he's a mixed breed and we rescued him. So we have no idea what uh, what he has in him. And uh, when we first moved to Germany, I just went to the, to the mayor's office and I declared that, hey, I moved here and I want the necessary documentation and... Uh, the the nice girl just asked uh, asked do you have any pets and i said yeah i have a dog and she was really extremely nice and very friendly and what kind of dog how tall how old can i see a picture and i thought that she was personally interested in my dog no bullshit she was she was giving the third degree to see what kind of dog do i have and everything went fine until uh, i believe a week later i got a letter from the state that i need to do this 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 and this because i have uh, supposedly a dangerous breed of dog <laughs> yeah which well, was interesting. which was interesting so you need yeah. to be aware of these laws and you need to be aware of those things in order to prepare because I had to take uh, a test as well in order to, to be able to live with my dog in Germany. You know, it was a dog psychology test, um, animal welfare test uh, regarding the laws of animal welfare. And I had to do this animal at... warfare. Uh, yeah, warfare. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to do this at a, at a vet's, uh, vet's office so that they were sure that I can handle my dog which I think is a pretty good idea. And I would main, make this mandatory for every dog owner, honestly. That sounds very interesting. I think that would be uh, very good for everyone that has a dog to be able to know basic rules, uh, ground rules to owning mm -hmm. a dog or maybe other animals. Uh, of course, there's like different kinds of animals that, that need different kind of things. But in general, dogs, the issue with only owning a dog is if the dog is if if you do not uh, know how to take care of a dog and how to educate the dog and how to make sure that he understands what's right and wrong and he doesn't get to decide <laughs> you have to decide for him because otherwise it's not really good i don't know it's a big discussion about that but what i think is that it's really important to know how to manage your dog uh, um, because most of these laws and most of these prohibitions about dangerous dogs and stuff it's 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 unfortunately on the, the, the it's on the owners if the owners would have had basic understanding of 
how how a dog works, how a, how a dog's uh, behavior works, then they would have get gotten a, a better chance of of having a having a dog that's uh, exactly livable. And you can live. You know with how you know how certain dog breeds have a bad reputation. That is because the owners fucked up, and the owners didn't educate their dogs as well as they should have, and they had no idea what kind of dog they have. Yeah, I wouldn't be so harsh about the fucked up part, but some of them are fucked up. Most of them, I think, they, they, they just lack knowledge of understanding how dog how dog behavior works. So unfortunately, that yeah. that's that's the case, and I think that's uh, that's my point is that. Uh, you having to do a, a, a basic dog test or what's it called what was it called your, your test obedience training or yeah, or the I, test I, I, I had to do test, in yeah, germany you, it you was it's called in in german it's sachkundeachweis okay how would you translate great, that it's it, it's it's an entire word it's one word okay <laughs> how how would you translate it in a sentence then who <laughs> shit it's like a dog driver's license or something yeah, like okay. that good <laughs> everybody every country should have one i think yeah uh, i i subscribe yeah yeah and you should yeah, but, do yeah. to our channel <laughs> oh, i already did man i i but i don't watch it <laughs> no i just I'm, I'm just joking yeah so in short what i was wanting to, to 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 say is like if you were to make a checklist of the things you need to do, mainly for people traveling inside uh, Europe, you know, moving inside Europe, inside of EU countries, like the f- I think there would be like five points. Uh, point number one, the animal has to be ID marked. It has to have a chip, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, for dogs that are, I think, older than 2011 or something like that, had tattoos or something like that. So th- either you have to have a chip or microchip or uh, or a tattoo, I think. But I, I'm not sure there are so many. Mainly a chip. Even in older dogs, you can implant a chip that's painless. Yeah. Mostly, it's like a it's like a vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. And then number two would be uh, the animal must have a valid vaccination against uh, rabies, which we haven't touched touched about. But in Europe, it's a general rule. I think that every dog yeah. has to be rabies vaccinated. It it uh, differs from uh, uh, country to country. In Romania, I believe it's a yearly rabies vaccination. In Sweden, it's yeah. uh, three years. You have to no, repeat I it in. I think it's bi-yearly. Yeah. I think it's every two okay, years. Sorry. I'm not sure. Sorry, I, have to, I, I remembered. I, 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 no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure myself, but mm-hmm. uh, it depends. It, it, and it is true. Different countries have different uh, regulations when it comes to vaccines and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I do know that it's a longer period than Romania. Anytime you leave the country, you have to have a veterinarian's approval that your pet, namely when we are talking now about dogs or any other pet uh, is physically okay to travel and physically okay to go abroad and that has to be made prior to you crossing the border uh, i believe yeah. it's 24 hours or something like that yeah i think that's like I, if i were to say i would say that that'd be like the the third point uh, you the, mm-hmm. the animal has to be examinated and uh, has to have a so-called trade certificate from traces according to the eu at least and then the, you'd, you'd have to have a, a passport of course that's number four to have a passport a valid passport where the examinations are written the vaccinations are stamped and so on and number five i would say the animal must be reported to the customs when passing the border at least that's i think those are the five common uh, eu regulations uh, that uh, apply everywhere and then most countries have their own little yeah. variations these are the general rules i just go on with uh, with germany for instance they decided that the woman who was looking yeah. at the picture of my dog decided that he might be of a dangerous breed so i had to go to the veterinary association for him to be checked out uh, it's not really they didn't give him a DNA test, but they gave him a good look over, you know, to try to define yeah. or determine what breed he is. Mm. And uh, as you've seen in the picture, we'll just pop it up again. He has his ears cut and tail docked and he has a bigger head. So the, the veterinarian who tried to examine him was looking at us really, really, really concerned. 
concerned and angry, you know, because uh, Limpy was sitting next to me with his ears held up high, and uh, she was like, "With his oh, half ears." <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm not the friendliest looking guy, you know. They yeah. thought that I'm an asshole because that's the yeah. first impression people get of me, and the second. But never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. she she gave me a look that just penetrated my soul, you know, that I, I'm abusing yeah. this dog. Until Limpy got up and limped to her because he has three legs. That's a whole other story, why he has three legs. And uh, she just melted, <laughs> you know, yeah. she just instantly yeah. melted. And she said, no, 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 he has no pit bull or cani corso in him. He's he's a German shepherd mix. I said, okay, great, thank <laughs> okay, you. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> she, was, she was extremely yeah. nice. But the problem was that uh, because once they said that he might be of a dangerous breed, we had to have, have insurance for him because he might attack someone or he might cause damage in someone. Yeah. So yeah. we have to we had to insure him. So we got to an insurance yeah. company and we said that hey, look the veterinary association said that he's a German shepherd mix. But uh, what the insurance company said, no, 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 no. As I see it from behind this desk, in my expert opinion as an insurance agent, he is a dangerous breed, so you have to pay 24 euros monthly to insure him. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But one, I wanted to point out one thing. We talked really very short about, about the vaccinations, the rabies vaccination. There's one trick, not trick, but there's one 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 requirement for the vaccination. The vaccination has to be done at least 21 days before. Uh, traveling so you're not allowed you are not allowed to to travel with your with your dog if the the rabies vaccination vaccination wasn't done uh, 21 days before so mm -hmm. that's three weeks yeah. right yeah so for example if you have the vaccination shot in the first of january the, the dog will be allowed to travel in the what's the 22nd of january yeah, yeah. and i believe we just touched on all the legislative stuff of bringing your dog abroad. Let's talk about uh, what you have to consider besides these. These are the EU regulations that you need to move with your dog. The other thing that you have to consider is how are you moving abroad? Do you have a home already? You no, know, I mean, uh, are you... I mean, you... shit, shit, shit. <laughs> What? Do you have shit bags? Do you oh, have yeah. shit bags? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important thing. Before moving or going anywhere, don't uh, forget the shit bags. You have to fucking take care of your dog's shit. He won't do it. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But you have to take out the shit. You have to consider also that as a foreigner in certain certain countries it is a bit harder finding accommodations because they are you're not a local they do not trust you at least that's my experience here in germany and moving with a dog it makes it even more difficult you know because most landlords do not like dogs and do not accept dogs mm -hmm. and no. you have to be prepared for that so just have this in the back of your mind that it will make finding a home finding a rental place a bit more difficult and if possible yeah. do it in advance so that you sure do you not have it before exactly so you're not in the situation that you already did all the paperwork you fought the customs and you got your dog and the country you are trying to move to but because of the dog you cannot find accommodations that's that's nightmare And that's horrible. So yeah, just yeah. just be prepared for this. I we are not trying to scare anyone because honestly, our personal opinion is that I go where my my dog goes and vice versa. So yeah, I do not move anywhere where my dog isn't welcome. But yeah. this is an obstacle you need to think of and you need to overcome. I think it's like a general rule anyway. In in most European countries, I think it's uh, harder to get accommodations, long-term accommodation, if no. uh, you own a pet. Because if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. A pet, uh, a pet. The, the bigger the pet, the the bigger more the damage it can do to your apartment. It could do of to your apartment. It, And or we, it will do. 
we just steer back to shitty dog owners and fucked up dog owners who do not educate their dogs and take care of their dogs and tire their dogs out. No, no, I hate all of them. (laughs) They should come to me for dog training, you know, and then I love you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, now I understand it, but you're, you're going, it the wrong, you're, you're going you're about it the wrong way. Commercial man, Zoli, you're going about about it the wrong way. You have to make them your friends if you want to, you know. No, they'll become my friends once they come to me for classes. Oh, yeah, that's so, it, like the German way. Yeah, you've been Germanized. Exactly. <laughs> so never mind. the The idea is that uh, you need to think about these things. But hey, I think we've talked enough about the negative parts of or the problematic parts of bringing your dog abroad. Let's talk about the positive things. Positive. Uh, let me tell you one one positive. The, Shoot the biggest the biggest thing for me when it comes to positive. It was when we moved here. My wife was working because we moved because of her work, and I wasn't, and I didn't have a work for a long while, so I didn't really do much. I didn't really have much going on, and just having Felix uh, around and uh, going out for walks and having him as company, that was the biggest thing for me, and it helped me not go to a, into a very deep depression. So, uh, company, yeah. that's for me, the number one, actually. Especially being abroad, you you cannot fight this feeling of being alone. And this yeah. this feeling of abandonment. And a pet... Yeah, a pet not, not can, belonging, exactly, right? As we touched on in our last podcast, not, not belonging anywhere. And a pet can really, really change that and get you out of your slum. And, you know, if... Yeah. Even if you have the most asshole pet in the world who isn't there to support you morally, as I had a Rottweiler like this, he was extremely selfish. But still, you had to walk him three times a day. You were forced to leave the house. You were forced to interact with people. And there is nothing better as a conversation starter than a dog. You just find the places where dog owners gather and just show up with your dog and it's an instant conversation starter it's a yeah. really easy way to make friends yeah and I if you're anti-social uh, as me it's a fucking burden because you cannot escape people everyone comes what they you, you can just leave them be man let the people talk about your dog they mostly talk with your dog so whatever man they mostly oh cute doggy and they're talking to the dog man so it's fine yeah by that's, that's a good I, point i'm just saying it's fine by me talk to the dog nah, <laughs> talk to the hand yeah talk to the hand yeah <laughs> no but um i think uh, it's really really nice to be able to to bring your your pet or even if um if you think about it there are people that have moved to new countries and uh, got a pet mostly a dog and already or a cat. there yeah yeah, when when just after moving because of the loneliness or I don't know, people just need company, and um, the best company animal is of course do- uh, hum- the human's best friend, the doggy, the doggo. So yeah, I, I do I do I do understand people that do get get a dog after moving. So very positive. Get a dog if you are uh, if you have moved. Uh, Newly, as they would say, if you're new, um, newly, newly moved. moved. Oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> I can't really talk English, man. If you've moved not for, not for such a long time ago and you're uh, alone, get a dog. It's gonna help your your uh, life um, your life balance. It's gonna be yeah. It good. it it can be a huge huge uh, help. Not not yeah. feeling so alone and having having a purpose, you know. And because if you are having like me to and having to, to take the shit in the in the bags and throw yeah, it away. Collecting the shit in the bags and yeah, collecting the shit. Meanwhile, you're vomiting. That's, yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> purpose in life, man. What? That was me. That was actually me in the beginning. I, when my dog yeah, was you were taking pussy. a shit, you were a huge pussy yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, I know, I know. When my dog was taking a shit, I, I had to to take it, you know, to throw it in the garbage. I had to, like, I was almost fucking puking in the streets, and people were looking at me. What the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> yeah. oh, and the first first two weeks, it was funny for me. But afterwards, it was just embarrassing. I said, okay, yeah. leave it. I'll pick it up. Just get the fuck out of here. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm better now. I promise. I promise. Best and the most 
genius thing a friend ever told me about dog shit uh, she has a huge yard and uh, she has a couple of dogs and the first time she came to visit uh, at our place and she went on a walk with our dog and had to pick up the shit after our dog instantly after he shed it she was freaking out that wow this is warm and i was like what the fuck did you expect expect <laughs> well i always oh pick it up God. once it's cooled already <laughs> i was like oh fuck shit. Me. what did you expect oh shit i think it's about talking about shit right <laughs> yeah uh, now i think it's really weird for me if i'm going to fucking take this shit when it's cold it feels weird has to be warm is that is that weird <laughs> I think we derailed a bit oh. here. <laughs> yeah, we derailed the shit. Never mind. Uh, okay, good. Oh, well, yeah. we were on the positive side of having a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's actually positive, man. You get yeah, in the winter, it warms your hands. <laughs> yeah, it's a good hand warmer, definitely. <laughs> and you're always ready with a bag. You know, if if somebody needs a bag. In, in any situation a bag you know maybe yeah, guys, no? as no? as okay. a dog trainer <laughs> i had i had poop bags in my tuxedo yeah that's <laughs> good <laughs> i went to a wedding and and my my pocket were filled with poop bags <laughs> oh that's good don't remind me it's so horrible that moment when you're going out with your dog you're tired and you have to take out the dog and it's raining and it's like shit and you're getting the dog really fast and you have to go and the dog poops and then you realize, shit, I forgot the fucking bag. Oh yeah, my exactly. god, I feel so guilty, like the whole world fucking crashed on me, you know? Oh, and e shit. everyone's watching, you know, and everyone's yeah, everyone eyes are on you. There. Exactly. Everyone has to be there at that moment. Nobody fucking takes a look when I'm t uh, taking the shit normally, like 99.9999% of the time, you know? Everybody has to be there the one time my fucking dog takes his shit and i don't have a fucking bag Ugh, that's yeah, horrifying dog, that's really dog hard. trainers uh, tip of the day always have a bag folded up in the back of your phone you know that you have a case for a f yeah. for your phone and your phone put it be between the case of your phone and your phone the the folded up dog bag you're writing that down, yeah. Okay, and no, I'm just looking at my in my phone case. I think I have space for two, man. <laughs> yeah, do it, and have a couple in your in your wallet as well, because in your underwear, <laughs> your your wallet might leave uh, might uh, be left at home when you walk your dog, but no one leaves without their phone nowadays. Oh, it's just only crazy impossible. people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking savages leave without their phone. No, you don't have a phone. What kind of crazy people? Like? Yeah, just put uh, put a couple of doggy bags, yeah. doggy poop bags uh, between the case of your phone and your phone. And another nice tip, it's not related to dog training or anything regarding dogs, but uh, have a bit of cash as well there. Because you know, never know when it might come handy. They don't use cash? Yeah, in Sweden they don't, but in Germany it's yeah. fucking weird. They do yeah. not accept credit cards or debit cards or any kind of plastic in some places. Especially okay. in smaller villages or smaller shops. Cash is king. Long live money laundering. <laughs> exactly. Nah, this is joking. Yeah. Okay, can you think tip. of any anything any more positive aspects of uh moving I, with your I, dog? I can think about some some uh, some more shoot. No. <laughs> I won't shoot. <laughs> leave me alone. I'm against guns. No, no violence. No, but about positives, well, I think the the the, the, positive, the positive with with moving with your dog is that you still have him, and you're not fucking forced to leave him behind. That would break my heart. So, um, yeah, if you if you are mo thinking about moving, just do it. Take the dog. It's gonna be fine. You're gonna you you won't notice big differences. The only huge thing is like you actually need to do some work, some extra work than not moving with the dog. You know the passport vaccinations mm -hmm. and so on. Exactly. Uh, but that's I think. Otherwise, just take the dog. Yeah, just do your homework, do some preparations, call the authorities in the country you are planning on moving to and yeah. just think ahead. And believe me, no. all the sacrifices you imaginedly have 
about moving with a dog they just compensate once you're there yeah it's of course of course no but uh, one thing that i was thinking about talking about uh, about uh, about talking was uh, really short about dog culture in different in different countries i haven't lived uh, in other countries than romania and sweden you know Uh, we've been for a short while in Poland uh, just before moving here, but uh, I can't really say that I was living there. So I, I, I would dare to touch a bit on this subject. I do believe that dog cultures dif- dog culture different di- differs between countries. I do feel like here it's kind of a more restrictive restrictive for the dog uh, so that you accommodate more the people. Uh, mm-hmm. Although, of course, here is uh, illegal to smack your dog. If you uh, if you smack your dog and somebody sees you, uh, you'll you will you, your dog will be taken away from you, and you might even go to jail. I think, but uh, definitely you'll get a fine. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of uh, different kind of uh, reg- um, rules that come uh, in different countries you know yeah might i might i intervene here i'm 100 for this you know that you shouldn't smack your dog you shouldn't physically abuse yeah. your dog i yeah. agree completely but yeah. it, the dog culture in but. sweden <laughs> but the dog culture in sweden was a fucking nightmare for me they are yeah. shitting their pants if they see another dog they do not let their dogs interact which is a yeah. huge Might I say it's worse, it's not, but for the sake of exaggeration, it's worse than hitting your dog, depriving them of socialization, depriving them of other dog contact, of meeting their fellow dogs, about interacting with them. It's as much of a, a, I don't know, an abuse towards dogs as hitting them if not worse yeah i, I kind of agree because uh, dogs as humans dogs are like a flock yeah you need animals. they need no, they're they pack need, they animals need to be a pack. they need they need need, company. Be, they need to socialize but i do think i do believe that unfortunately some of these um, culture things are uh, most of them i think uh, appear out of the f- fear for example in this case i think there's a lot of people that fear dogs that uh, fear what the, what a dog is capable of doing and mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a kind of a mirroring of uh, Swedish society of uh, trying to avoid conflict in uh, th- that's ha- that has gone a bit to the ridiculous side to of the extremes uh, they are sort of yeah. compensating for their viking times or what what the um, fuck is I, it all I, about? I believe it, that might be the case i have no idea unfortunately but i do feel like there's there's this uh, fear of conflict so they have to control everything mm-hmm. uh, even uh, when it comes to their dogs you know so they they just make a short calculation one plus one equals two right <laughs> if the dogs don't meet then they don't there fight no trouble. then there's yeah. no there will, there will be no more no more uh, conflict right so unfortunately i think that's how i think about it but i do think i believe you have different different kind of uh, culture in, in germany right Why? I think p- people in germany 180 are, are degrees uh, difference yeah and uh, coming back to sweden a bit while i lived there i saw that although dogs didn't uh, get into fights because they were not allowed to interact they were extremely frustrated i saw more frustrated dogs in sweden than anywhere else i've ever lived it's it's sad it's really sad on the other hand in germany every fucking step you take is regulated (laughs) you know you have to have an exam to own a a larger dog you have to pay insurance for your dog you are regulated in any ways but what is nice is that by law if there is not a special indicator that you should put your dog on a lead if your dog is controllable you can let him off lead everywhere unless stated yeah. otherwise i think in sweden there has to be a sign for where where you are allowed to do that <laughs> <laughs> no Because in germany there, there are, are many places uh, 
there is a Naturschutzgebiet that is a natural reservation or certain periods of the year where, for instance, deer are uh, having uh, cubs or what what the fuck are deers having? Babies. Young Babies. Yeah. Uh, then Younglings. you are not allowed to, to let your dog off lead because they might, uh, might uh, endanger them. But yeah. other than that, you are allowed to, if with the condition that your dog is controllable and the police officer has to decide that you know if you have to shout at your dog 50 times to come back then you ought not let him off lead (laughs) but if you do like this and your dog is back then you can let him off lead everywhere even and i've uh, i've experienced this as well there was a sign that i should not let my dog off lead and someone was looking really really uh, ugly at me because uh, i was letting my dog off lead because i'm an asshole and they were looking at me like you're a criminal and i was i i felt it you know and i was shit i'm an asshole i should i should call him i should line line him and i should not do this again and i just said hey come here and the second that i said that he turned around and came to me and they were like oh okay it's okay your your dog is controlled you can do whatever you want so that's the idea for you to control your dog good yeah i was thinking about one thing there's actually quite a few dog parks here uh, i i noticed actually recently that they are but they're not so marketed <laughs> as you would say you don't find them like everywhere oh look at this dog park in mm. romania the people would talk about oh shit, they made a dog park and everybody would know that there's a dog park so and I, I noticed that the, the, that there is this difference that's made being that's being made between smaller and bigger dogs. And my question was directly: How the fuck is the, where does the the like where's the limit? Where's the limit between a small and a big dog? Is it twenty kilos? Is it five? Oh, is it- Germany has that regulated as well. Do you uh, do you remember the the fact that I said that you have to get an exam for a certain yeah type of dog? Yeah, yeah. It's above 25 kilos <laughs> no 30 25. oh shit 30. i forgot uh we'll if, ask him to 30 my dog is small <laughs> yeah we'll have to ask him to write that in the animation because i forgot sorry guys <laughs> i yeah, can't I remember well but for those mind. of you for those of you listening on the podcast podcast on spotify or itunes or wherever you're using yeah we're take a sorry. look at youtube as well for this part <laughs> yeah take a look at youtube yeah, you'll find animation and you'll find information yeah. nice that. Uh, maybe i don't know people prefer different stuff so uh um, please could you do that or future me whenever whoever is making the animation i'm not doing it i'm studying <laughs> man i'm studying leave me alone yeah interesting dog dog lives that's nice I think that's a wrap for today, but hey, if you would like to hear more about dogs or our experience about dogs, or you would like to hear dog training tips from me, not not a commercial <laughs> as at all. Not com- it's no. not contact no, no, no. me. My number is no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this podcast wasn't sponsored by me at all. It's not my time, not my money, not no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so contact Zoliet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you have any dog-related questions. Which uh, cats, fuck off. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can ask my wife. That's good. She knows a bit. Yeah, go to Bogdan. This wife. Yeah. No, no, thank you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just contradicted myself. That's good. Oh, yeah. So, what do we have to do? Oh, yeah. Don't, don't forget to like subscribe or a dislike i don't give a fuck do whatever you want but share it either way share it yeah (laughs) share it with a dislike look at these fuckers (laughs) exactly thank you guys for uh, bearing with us this long because i believe it's we drag it out a bit so it's yeah it this became a long podcast but thank you for today so bye bye (laughs) bye (laughs) see you guys next week